0: Jesus said, Man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. This is the cry, the desire, the ardent affection of the heart of every believer, of every true follower of Jesus. Jesus that they would bless the Lord and ask Him to teach them His statutes. This is foreign in the minds of many. This was foreign in my own mind, in my own heart as well. For many years, I I could not see, I, I understood the concept of asking the Lord to teach me His statutes, that is His precepts, His commandments. I understood that what it was to ask the Lord to teach me, and I understood that the Lord would primarily teach me through the agency of His Word. What I could not comprehend, what I did not understand, is why anyone would want that. Because, see, the tone, the heart of the psalmist in verse 12, it's not just... It doesn't seem to just be, this would be right, God, for me to obey you. Therefore, if I'm going to obey you, I require further instruction. So, would you instruct me, O God? Would you teach me your statutes, O God, so that I might be more holy as you are holy, so that I might be more righteous as you are righteous, so that I can be good? That doesn't seem to be the tone. It doesn't seem to be the heart posture of the psalmist in this text. No, blessed are you, good are you, beautiful and wonderful and lovely are you, O Lord. And because you are lovely, would you teach me more of your commands? Because you are blessed, your commandments must be blessed too. And the one who knows your commandments and learns how they work in every realm of life and can apply your commandments in practical obedience will be blessed. The Lord is blessed, his commandments are blessed, and therefore blessed are those who obey. Really what we're seeing in this verse, and we've seen in the the text in its entirety, and we'll see in the next couple verses in just a moment, this is what I want you to get. Here's the thrust. The thrust is that the psalmist again and again and again affirms that the commandments of the Lord are not only true and right, but they are good. They are good. And that obedience to his commands brings forth a bounty of good things, good fruit, blessing. The psalmist cannot think of obedience apart from blessing. God's commandments, my obedience, God's blessing. Period. He cannot even begin to comprehend obedience to God's commands somehow being severed from God's blessing, from God's provision, from goodness. And so the psalmist, it's not merely that... See, you and I, we think like this. We think, I hope that there are less commandments from God. The fewer, the better. Because then that would be less things that I need to obey. And obedience to the Lord is hard. I'm already struggling. I'm already struggling to put sin to death. I'm already struggling to resist temptation. I'm already struggling to live this Christian life. And so if anything, I hope that that the Lord has fewer commandments rather than many so that there would be less for me to do, a minimum bottom line, because then it might actually be attainable, achievable. It might be something that I could pull off. But see, the psalmist, he looks at the commandments of God like the way that you and I would look at, um... oh, you know what? It's... Did you ever see Back to the Future? Where... I don't know why, but this is the illustration that popped into my head. I forget the guy's name, but, but basically he gets the sports almanac book. That says which team will win, which game, and all these different realms of sports, and how what the spread will be, how many points they'll win by. And and the book is like gold when he goes back to his timeline because he knows the future. And so he's able to bet on all these games with exact precision and become a multi, multi multi-millionaire. That's how David views God's word. That's how David views the commandments. Rather than burdensome. Oh no, another one? He views them as predictions that directly lead towards prosperity and blessing. Oh, there's another one. Good. I was hoping there would be. Oh, another one? God has a prediction for how this will turn out as well? Oh, God God has said... God has said how this works also and that if I do this, that this will be the the consequence and the result. Oh, God has also explained how parenting works and how to produce godly offspring. Oh, God has also uh, spoken to how vocation works. Oh, he's also spoken to dominion over the cosmos, over the creation. Oh, he's also spoken to civil governments and political rulers and how that works. Oh, God has spoken to economies and marketplaces and how that can function to lend towards prosperity and blessing for not just individuals and not just families, but whole societies and nations. Oh, God has spoken to this and to that and to this and to that. Bless the Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord, who has spoken to so many things and given so many statutes, so many commandments, because the more commandments you provide, the more I know how this world works and how to succeed and be blessed in it. And there are many, sadly, in the evangelical church today who cannot even hear that kind of preaching, without condemning it. That's the prosperity gospel. That's the prosperity gospel. No, the prosperity gospel would be the equivalent of me teaching my children that if every day when they're grown in 18 years of age, if they go down to the nearest convenience store and purchase a lottery ticket, if they do this again and again, they will hit the lottery. They'll win and they will be rich. That's the prosperity gospel. But if I teach my children that if they simply work hard, practice integrity, and honor the Lord, they will be blessed, that's not the prosperity gospel, that's the Bible. And in our attempts to to combat the prosperity gospel, which is in fact a heresy, I am afraid that the church has gone too far, that the pendulum has overswung to where we hear clear promises in the scripture like children obey your parents and the Lord for this is right and this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you that you may live a long life on the earth and we can't even hear that scripture or or preach that scripture without giving 17 minutes of caveats and disclaimers to say how that scripture and how that promise is true but not really that's not combating the prosperity gospel that's actually just combating the promises of God obedience brings blessing it does it does guaranteed in the life to come but very often in this life as well i would go so far to say always in this life in some way in some realm obedience will bless the christian now now the Christian who obeys the statutes of God is blessed not merely in the life to come, but in this life here. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer, and thank you for your generous support.